Hello, and welcome to Disrupting Leadership, where we redefine leadership for a post-pandemic era. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Myers, founder of Evolve the Leadership Evolution, where we help leaders accomplish all of their goals without negatively impacting their quality of life. I'm an Air Force veteran, mother of three young, beautiful children, and I have a PhD in organizational development and leadership. Welcome to all of my evolutionary leaders. So today's theme is all about our story. So what are we doing? Why do we do it? A little bit about my background and why I created Evolve. So that is what we're going to be talking about today in our very first podcast. I'm so excited to be here and tell you a little bit about it. So I'm going to rewind time a little bit to January 2020. So January 2020, we had actually been in our brand new house for about a month, maybe a little bit more than that. (laughs) I think we moved in early December 2019. January 2020 comes along and I have my third baby. So during that time, I had a three-year-old, just turned three-year-old, an 18-month-old, and a newborn. So we just welcomed our third baby late January 2020. And then, of course, in March 2020, what happens? The COVID pandemic. And I'd kind of been monitoring it because I had seen the news from China. But once it hit the United States, as we all know, it was kind of game over. Sudden shutdown and everything changes. Well, I was back to work from my six weeks of paid maternity leave for five days before we got sent home. And I was a professor at the University of Louisville. So I was a clinical assistant professor, and I had also just been promoted to program director of a 500-plus student program. Absolutely loved what I was doing, loved being a professor, was so excited for the opportunity to be the program director and really modernize and standardize a lot of the curriculum. But as we all know, things started to drastically change. We were 80% online already, so no big deal to make that transition. We were all just working from home, chugging along. But then, as many parents know, daycare is shut down. And that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life to include, (laughs) you know, having three kids, now suddenly having daycare shut down. I was trying to run a 500 plus student program. Our course load was increased by uh, 66%. So actually our student load, I should say, was increased by 66%, which means suddenly I'm in charge of way more students in addition to my children being at home at the age of three, 18 months and newborn. And my husband is a cargo pilot. So he was off shipping PPE all over the world during this time. And many of you can probably relate to this story, but trying to balance this full-time workload with three kids in my lap, a husband who is geographically separated, flying more hours than he ever did even while deployed in the United States Air Force, it just wasn't going to work. And I mentally broke. So I was diagnosed with severe postpartum anxiety and moderate postpartum depression. And... I decided that something had to drastically change. I was having panic attacks. I felt like I was having to take care of 500-plus students plus our 50-plus faculty and then my three kids as well, and it just wasn't working. So I picked up the phone, crying, called a psychologist, got some mental health help, and that was really difficult for me because being an Air Force veteran myself – 
why would I suddenly break when I, I had been through all that I had experienced being active duty Air Force? The bottom line is many of us did. Doesn't matter how long it took us to or what we did prior to the pandemic, many of us struggled with similar mental health issues. So I ended up leaving my full-time position at the University of Louisville. I cried doing so, but I knew that it was going to be best for my family and my own mental health to make this choice. So that's what I did. But being uh, the PhD that I am, I needed something that was still intellectually stimulating. My three-year-old, my 18-month-old, and my newborn weren't really doing that for me. <laughs> so I decided to uh, continue with some consulting work that I had. So as a professor, kind of Brene Brown style, they ask us to go out in the community and pick up contracts. We get the opportunity to do that. We can take off some time during the month to do contracts. So I had some consulting work that I already had lined up and I just expanded upon that. And through that and through all of the lessons that I learned with my own mental health and everything that everybody was going through during COVID, Evolve the Leadership Evolution came about. So with a PhD in organization development and leadership, I like to tell people that, uh, and people always ask me, they're like, oh, what, what's, what's a PhD in organization development? Can you go organize my pantry? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> in fact, I just paid some wonderful people to do that for me in my own house. So no, that's not what I focus on. Instead, it's a balance of the systems and the people in an organization. So what we do is we take a look at the systems in the organization because you can have the best systems in an organization, but as soon as you throw humans into the equation, there's so many variables at play that everything's going to fall apart. You can have the best humans with the best knowledge, skills, and abilities in an organization, but as soon as you throw humans in there without the proper systems, everything is going to fall apart. So how do we find the right balance between the systems and the humans and then integrate them so they work seamlessly together? That's basically what I do in organization development. Additionally, I have a big leadership background being an Air Force officer as well as a PhD in organization development and leadership. I have a lot of academic background in leadership as well. And what I was finding through all of this consulting work was that leadership had stagnated. So we had these great visionary leaders throughout the entire, I want to call it upbringing of the United States of America and the world in general, these wonderful individuals that created leadership models and theories that we lean on today. But they're 100, 100 plus years old. I mean, a lot of what came about during the Industrial Revolution is what we still lean on today. And then some visionary leaders such as Dale Carnegie, John Maxwell, etc. They're wonderful individuals, but a lot of their concepts and theories are still mired in 70 to 100 plus years of societal change. And so these models and theories that we lean on for leadership are outdated and archaic. They're wonderful tools to have in our toolkit. I'm not saying don't use them. I absolutely use them every day. But they need to be used as tools in a toolkit and not as the foundation of leadership anymore. Society has changed so much. There has been such a drastic evolution in society that there needs to be an evolution in leadership as well.
So between my knowledge in the academic as well as operational realms of leadership and organization development, coupled with my own personal breakdown in mental health and seeing so many people go through similar evolutions in their own mental health through the pandemic, what we've done is redefined and disrupted leadership to the point now where we're making sure that there's the proper balance and integration of the human components and leadership knowledge, skills, and abilities. And so we're looking at leadership from a much more holistic perspective. How can we include wellness and the soft skills, making sure that emotional intelligence is actually used as a foundational component for leadership, just as an example. And so we have what we affectionately refer to as the Myers method for leadership evolution. And through all of my experience being a professor in an organizational leadership and learning program at a bachelor's level, which was created for working professionals, so you actually had to have five years of professional experience in order to even be accepted into the program. In addition to my work at the graduate level teaching in human resources and organization development, I found what the students resonated with most. I found what they loved learning and what their professional experience hadn't given them and where we got the most and the best feedback. In addition, my experience being in the operational realm and consulting and then my personal experience with mental health and coaching people through similar issues with my leadership coaching opportunities, we created this methodology known as the Myers Method. And we've trademarked it. It's a proven seven-step system that was designed by myself using exactly what I just told you. And it's a three-tier process that's based on the principles that people thrive in when they're understood, accepted, and nurtured in the organization. So I truly believe that you cannot be a successful leader until you first have an introspective journey. And that's actually part of a four-step model of emotional intelligence that I utilize and I love. I actually just spoke with a wonderful group yesterday, the Kentucky Board of Nursing, on exactly this four-step model, and they resonated with it so much. They literally asked me not to leave at the end, and I couldn't have been more honored <laughs> to hear that. Um, this is something that just people... People have never had the opportunity to really dive deep into. And so the first step is really that introspective journey. We have to understand ourselves. And by gaining that deep understanding of ourselves and how we interact with others, only then can we truly be able to understand how others act and react to us. And so once we have that introspective journey, then we'll be able to kind of graduate to that understanding of how others learn, how they work, how they engage, and the impacts of human interaction at an organizational level, which is the third tier. So we have evolve yourself, then we have evolve teams, and then we have evolve organizations. That's our three-tiered approach. So for over 16 years, the method has empowered coaches and leaders to really deepen their understanding of themselves, their teams, their clients, their systems, allowing them to lead more fluently and build really happy, healthy corporate cultures. And when I say lead, I also want to stop there for a moment and really define leadership from our perspective. And the bottom line is that 
the definition of leadership, which is my same view of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging de definitions, by the way, I truly believe that in our society, for some reason, we feel like we need to have this succinct definition of something. And that is absolutely not the case. Definitions should be created to be inclusive by nature, not exclusive, unless that's what you're going for. But when it comes to leadership and diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, we need to have these inclusive definitions. And so our definition of leadership is your own personal definition of leadership. Whatever you define leadership as, as it relates to your unique world and perceptual lens and view. So basically what we're saying is if you define yourself as a leader, then you should have the opportunity for leadership development because leadership development from a holistic perspective is so much more than just the knowledge, skills, and abilities of leaders. It is also kind of this human evolution, this evolution of ourselves in order to step into the leader that we are meant to truly be. And so when I use the term leadership, I want it to be inclusive. So if you consider yourself a leader or an aspiring leader, you're included in this conversation. If you already have the organizational title to declare you a leader, you're included in this conversation. If you're in executive leadership, you're included in this conversation and everywhere in between. If you lead unofficially at home, if you lead unofficially in a volunteer capacity, if you lead as a parent, if you lead as a caregiver, whatever the case may be, you're included in this conversation. So hopefully I've hit that point home well enough now. So we've adapted the Myers method for leadership evolution to apply to our own personal selves, then teams as well as organizational leadership through the three signature tiers, evolve yourself, evolve teams, and evolve organizations. So let's go through the seven components of each of these. So for evolve yourself, we start with mindset because we have to be able to identify and recognize our own blocks, our own personality traits. Well, we'll get into personality traits actually. So our own blocks, as they pertain to the way in which we operate in this world, our, we get into perceptual lenses, we get into you know where obstacles may be as we create our path to leadership development and really our own personal development as well. So all about that mindset and getting into the mindset of truly beginning to understand ourselves. Then we dive into personality and we utilize a platform that actually incorporates 12 different personality assessments because you can have a single personality assessment, but it only gives you one view of how you act in the world. We believe in that holistic perspective again. So how do you react under stress? What are your strengths? What are your behaviors? Uh, what is your preferred culture, et cetera? So we utilize all those different components to really begin to see the common threads across the different personality assessments and to begin to understand how we react in different ways. Because again, we have to have that introspective journey before we can really begin to go out and understand others. Then the third step is misrecognition. And this is the first tier of diversity, equ equity, inclusion, and belonging. I actually wrote my dissertation on this concept. It's the idea that individuals that possess certain diversity traits are seen to inherently have better business, uh, social clout than those that do not possess the same diverse traits. So for example, we can do this with race, gender, ethnicity, our um, language, 
our even accent, anything that makes us unique and different can cause misrecognition. And so when you put that into the workplace, it actually creates power struggles. And so once we recognize how we might be misrecognized, then we can begin to understand how to react in those situations as we recognize that we're being misrecognized. I know that seems a little redundant. Hopefully everybody's understanding that there. The fourth step is to get into personal branding. So I believe, and I kind of come at this because I'm a nerd from a quantum physics perspective, so I truly believe in the energy that we give off, and our personal brand is all about making sure that we show up as the same person at work as we do at home and in within all of our hats. So many of us wear multiple different hats, and I always get this question when I speak about personal brand is, well, what about the different hats that I wear? You know, I'm a youth soccer coach, and I'm a parent, and I have to show up at work this way, and I have to show up in this situation in this way. I'm on a volunteer board. I show up that way. You know, we all have these different hats. But the idea for personal branding and for resonance with our energy and to be perceived as truly professional is that we have to show up as our whole true selves wearing all of these different hats. So we may have different titles for these hats, but we shouldn't be a different person. And so we have to step into our whole selves to really begin to understand that. So I come at it from that perspective of if we do not show up as our whole selves, if we're trying to step into someone else's shoes or someone else's definition of that hat, then people, they don't really recognize it consciously, but they subconsciously recognize it as a dissonance in energy. And we're perceived as unprofessional. So if anybody has ever been called unprofessional for whatever reason, when they show up and try to act like someone else, you may not even recognize that that's what you're doing, but you're constantly being called unprofessional. Chances are it's because people are perceiving that disconnect, that dissonance in our energy. And many people don't even realize it themselves at that point in time. So... We have this dissonance in energy, and when we have dissonance, it ultimately creates friction, and when we have friction, we have heat, and something is going to break. Whether it's emotional, mental, or physical, something in ourselves are going to break if we do not allow ourselves to recognize that and begin to bring our whole true selves to every single one of our hats. Okay, spent a lot of time on that. Let's get into the last three components of Evolve Yourself and begin to wrap up this first podcast here because we are all about having bite-sized amounts of content as we progress. So if you want to binge listen to all of our podcast episodes, go ahead, do it. <laughs> but if you only have time because you're, you know, for a little bit, we want to make sure that everything is bite-sized as well because we're all busy working, parenting individuals. So step five then of Evolve Yourself is coaching yourselves to success. So now you've really had this introspective journey. You have understood where your blocks are. You understand your personality traits. We understand our conscious and unconscious biases and stereotypes and the way that we're misrecognized. We've stepped into our personal brand successfully. Now, how do we continue to do that? We cannot constantly be relying on someone to coach us or someone to mentor us. We have to begin to take ownership of our own success. And so step five is all about coaching ourselves to success. 
Then step six is our conflict styles. So this is kind of beginning to be the bridge into evolve teams where we begin to understand our own conflict style, how we react to conflict. And then we start to hint at the ways in which others will react to us and how we should manage that. But that really comes more so with evolve teams. So we begin to understand our own conflict style. And then step seven, the final component is our own business communication styles. So how do we react in times of communication, communication stress? How do we make our communication as efficient as possible? And one of the things that I always say when I talk about communication and business communication in general is that communication is never 100% effective. And so I'll probably do an entire podcast of this at some point in time. Business communication and communication in general is never 100% effective. All we can do is make it as effective as possible using models, theories, concepts, and honing in our skills when it comes to communication. All right, I'm going to kind of wrap up the content there. You've gotten to know a little bit about me, how and why I created this business. We have just absolutely exploded because there's a need for this. There's a desire for this holistic concept of leadership. And we'll get into, as we progress through the podcast, more about Evolve Teams, more about Evolve Organizations, and you'll learn more and more about us and exactly what we do. So right now, I want to encourage everybody to go ahead and log into or grab their cell phones because we know you all have them probably attached to your hips. Go into either the Google Play Store or the App Store, download our app. We're going to put the link in the show notes as well. We provide free resources and we provide a community of evolutionary leaders where we can all interact, all learn from each other. We have leadership tricks and tips in there. We just absolutely love this community of evolutionary leaders that we've started to build. Additionally, if you know of a healthcare leader or a leader of any type of organization that would make a good guest on this podcast, please reach out to us in the app or email us at hello at evolve.vision. That's H-E-L-L-O at E-V-O-L-V-E dot V-I-S-I-O-N. Yes, that's correct. That's all of it. There is no .com. Do not put a .com. It's just hello at evolve.vision. And we want to hear from you. We love feedback and we are a value-driven company and organization. We want to continue to provide as many resources as possible. So let us know how we can continue to provide value, what you want to hear about, ask questions, interact with us, make sure to connect with us, and then make sure to recommend a guest for our podcasts as well. Thank you everyone so much for your time. Thank you to all the evolutionary leaders out there. Keep doing what you're doing, keep evolving, and we will chat with you again soon. Bye everyone.